Good morning, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals uploading every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure you're subscribed or following through whichever means of listening that you are using. And of course, follow the social media at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or shoot me an email at royaldeluxepodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, uh, right now we are in the middle of the All-Star break. The All-Star game happened yesterday. Uh, Things happened, or so I would assume. I don't know. I didn't watch it. And, yeah, we don't have any more baseball games, any actual baseball, until Friday, which should be an interesting return for the Royals. We'll see what happens then. But since, you know, we don't really have any real baseball to talk about, I figure today I'm going to revisit a past topic. One of the first podcast episodes that I did here, I uploaded, or I don't know why I said uploaded, I predicted all of my, basically how the entire MLB season was going to go. I predicted where every team was going to end up in terms of wins and losses, who was going to make the playoffs, who was going to win their divisions, who was going to win the awards, the Cy Youngs, the MVPs, the Rookie of the Years, and uh, also who was going to win the World Series. Now, of course, it's going to be a while before we really get the answers to all of that, but I'd like to see just, just how I'm doing, you know? How have my predictions held up so far? So I'm going to try getting through these quickly because, you know, it, it is every team. Let's start in the National League East. So, my predictions at the beginning of the season were the Braves were going to be the NL East winners with 94 wins. Mets would come in second with 87, although that would be good enough for a playoff spot. And the Phillies would be in third with an 83 and 79 record. Marlins in fourth with 71 and 91. And Nationals in fifth at 64 and 98. Now, um, this one is holding up pretty well, I would say, because the positions are pretty much perfect. The Braves are in second, but only by a couple of games, and they've been getting pretty hot recently. And I think I did acknowledge in that first episode, in that predictions episode, that I might be underselling the Mets, because the Mets always need, I, I think I did believe that they could be better. But that's kind of the thing with the Mets every year. It's like you look at them and you're like, wow, this should be a really good team. But then they're like, nah, they're, they end up being pretty disappointing. So I was just going to kind of follow that trend with how, you know, they they could be good. I, I at least said they, they would be good enough to make the playoffs. That's what I would. That's what I gave them. I just didn't think they would be a strong divisional winner. But things are going really well for the Mets this season. It's all about those Mets. And they don't even have DeGrom. Like, that was one of the big things that I uh, put the Mets down a few games for, is that they wouldn't have Jacob DeGrom for a good chunk of the season. And I think even now, he's been out for way longer than we've expected. Wasn't he supposed to come back in June? Wasn't that the, the optimistic, hopeful outcome for whatever he's got? Yeah, I don't know. Now it's like... Maybe hopefully he'll he'll pitch in the postseason. I don't know, dude. Jacob Degrom, that man has uh sold his own body for pitching perfection, and it's a uh, it's kind of sad. But uh, then, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the other predictions. Phillies in third with a slightly above 500 record. That is kind of what's happening right now. They managed to pull themselves out of a sub-500 record when they fired Joe Girardi. They were on like a 10-game losing streak or something like that, and I guess they've been playing better. But even still, I, I just don't like the Phillies roster. They're the same way I feel about the Angels, where they could be really good, but it just requires so many things to go right for them. Um, oh, my apologies. They did not have a 10-game losing streak. They did have a 5-game a losing streak to put themselves in, at 21 and 29. And then I think right then they fired Girardi and then went on a 10-game winning streak. Or rather, a 9-game winning streak, it looks like. But yeah, since since that move, they have uh, kind of surged forward. So I guess we'll see how they do in the second half. I'm just I'm still not really convinced that this roster is just... 
all that well built. It, it's 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 a mess. Although their their rotation is pretty is pretty good. Their pitching in general has held up despite the atrocious defense <laughs> that they have. So we'll see. And then Marlins in fourth. Um, the Marlins are doing better than what I expected. I said seventy one wins, and I, maybe that was generous. Uh, generously low because their pitching is great and that was the big expectation with the Marlins this year is that they would have a great rotation if nothing else Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez would be great and that is exactly what's happened Sandy Alcantara has become the best pitcher in baseball which is awesome for the Marlins because they just extended him for five years five years 56 million and he's the best pitcher in baseball <laughs> freaking yeah that was a that was a an amazing deal that they made. Um, so Marlins are doing better, which is nice. Um, I, I hope the Marlins can break through and, you know, try uh, claiming the division next year or pretty soon. And then Nationals in fifth. I said 64 wins. That itself might be <laughs> optimistic because they're 31 and 63. It is not looking good for the Nats. They have just been... ah, It's been uh, Juan Soto versus the World. And then they've uh, now they're also talking about maybe trading Soto, which I mean, it, it would be interesting because if if the if the Nationals can trade Soto, they immediately can potentially get back into contention because that's that's going to bring back an entire core of young players. So would be good, but I think it would just be it would be sad. I like seeing one guy stay for one team, you know, and I think Juan Soto is going to be the best player of this decade, so it would be cool if uh, he stayed with one team forever, especially because the teams that I think are most likely to get him are the Dodgers or the Yankees. They they absolutely have the talent in their minor league system to trade for Juan Soto and then have the money to extend him for However long he wants, for whatever he wants. That's a, it's a really sad dilemma, I think. I really don't want him to leave the Nationals. I, I just think that would be so sad. By the way, I'll just mention here, uh, Soto was my MVP pick this season. Which I don't think is going to happen, maybe? He hasn't had the... <laughs> like, I say he hasn't had a great first half. He absolutely has. He's just been hitting 250, which for him is extremely low. He's usually a 300 hitter. But... Uh, he's just so good that, uh, yeah, that is, this is a bad season for Juan Soto. Hitting 250, having 3.4 war at the All-Star break, man. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Um, yeah, can I also just say, just posit my feelings on what the Nationals should do and what Juan Soto should get in free agency? Or not even free agency, how they would extend him. This is what I would do if I was the Nationals GM. I would give him a 12-year deal for, let's say, yeah, yeah, 40 million per year. And no no backloading, no front, just a flat 40 million every single year for 12 years. That would put him up to 500, no, 13 years. That would put him up to 520 million. 13 years, 520 million. So he'd be the first $500 million player in baseball. The only thing is that he's not the highest paid player per year. I think that's what he wants. He wants both. He wants the longest contract and he wants the biggest contract. However, here's how I would combat that. I would add a kind of weird, unique sort of clause that says the contract adjusts to inflation every single year. So let's say, you know, you get the first year at $40 million. Then you look at the inflation for the year, and it's like, okay, it's 1.5%. So then you just add 1.5% to every single year going forward. So now it's 40.6 million every single year going forward. Obviously, this shouldn't go down. Like, if inflation is, has gone down, like, if it's in the negatives, then just say, all right, well, no adjustment, because, you know, whatever it is now is more valuable. So eventually it will be the highest paid contract. I think that would be a... That's how I would do it. That's how I would personally go about it. 
but I don't know. I'm not the national. I'm not. I don't work in baseball. I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone. What do I know? That's how I would feel about it, though. It would. It, it would also help in you know ten years, where <sighs> as crazy as this might be to say, a forty million dollar contract might not be all that rare in ten years. I mean, look what happened to thirty million dollar contracts. Those were unheard of twenty years ago, and now it's kind of become the norm for the top players to get 30 million a year so but you know you would continuously adjust to inflation and he could stay ahead of the curve at least for a little bit well again not really anything that has to do with me it's just my feelings on that all right so let's get back to uh talking about where teams stand or where they should stand so the national league central I predicted the Brewers to win the division with 93 wins, then Cardinals in second with 90, Cubs in third at 79 and 83, so just about 500, Reds in fourth with 67 wins, and then the Pirates with 63 wins in last place. Um, so the Brewers are holding up pretty decently. I did say this would be maybe not the strongest division that, you know, they'd win, but maybe not be like a top, top tier in the league. And I think that is what's happening so far. The National League Central is the weakest division uh, with only 50 wins being in first place, whereas the Mets and the Dodgers are pushing 60 wins. But still, they are in first place. And, and I said it could be kind of close with the Cardinals. Cardinals are half a game back in second place. And then I thought the Cubs would be a little more exciting. I really did. I thought uh, I thought they would have enough exciting talent to be about um, 500. You know, a little less than that. But yeah, I just I just thought they would be doing a little better. They are having good seasons from Ian Happ, who looks to be a top trade candidate this coming deadline. And Wilson Contreras, who started the All-Star game at catcher, and their young guy, Nico Herner, is uh, doing pretty well. I think that's one of the guys that they got from, uh... oh, never mind, they, they, he's just a first-round pick. I was thinking of something else. Well, whatever. Uh, but I thought Seiya Suzuki would make more of an impact, not going to lie. I thought that he would be, you know, a, li a little better. I thought he would uh, be... A more of a difference maker in the league. And, uh, yeah, we just haven't really heard much about him since, uh, I think, like, opening day he hit a home run or something pretty early. But, yeah, that's about it. But whatever. I at least I was right about them being in third place, right? No, actually, the, the Pirates, my, my last place prediction team, are they are in third place. Only have a 39-54 and 54 record, so, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> Not looking great at the bottom of the National League Central. Uh, looks like the, the, the Brewers and the Cardinals don't have to worry about anyone sneaking up behind them. But, uh, yeah, Pirates just aren't that good, and then the Reds aren't that good. Yeah, Reds turned out to be, uh, for a while, the absolute worst team in baseball. Now they're only the second or third worst team in baseball. But, man, when they started, like, 3-22... Th that was a, uh, that was a, uh, that was, that was sad, <laughs> honestly. And then they played, like, decently for a couple of weeks, but that's, that's over. It, it's gone. It's just done. And when they trade Luis Castillo, who they should absolutely, that they should do that, like, right now. Yeah, just say goodbye. To, <laughs> say goodbye to this team. They're, it's, it's going to be ugly. So that's unfortunate. But, um... You know, that's what happens when you trade all of your good players for no reason. So, moving into the National League West, this was one of my most egregious picks, but it, so far, it's not too off the mark. I said the Dodgers would win the division, and they would have 110 wins, <laughs> which so far, they're at 60 and 30, they're on pace for a 108-win season. So, was that such a bad prediction? I would say no. I thought I did pretty good there. And, yeah, what, what's to say about the Dodgers? They're just having a fantastic season. They're top to bottom great. They're just basically a, a perfect squad. Nothing uh, you can really say about it. The only thing is uh, 
Cody Bellinger still sucks. He's still awful. What happened to this dude? <laughs> like he, he, he for three years he shows up and he's like the best player in baseball, and then he's just the worst. Uh, I don't know, but hey, that's someone that they can trade along with when they get Juan Soto. Oh man, it's gonna be so fun when the Dodgers get Juan Soto. Woo! And then I said the Giants would be in second place because you know I did like the Giants. In in 2021, I actually predicted them being a dark horse team. I thought that they were going to be they were going to be better than what people might expect of them. This season, I didn't think there would be a 107 win team again, but I did say 88 wins, so they would be a wild card spot. Um, and so far, they're 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 48 and 43, so they're above 500, but. They're just not a convincing playoff contender so far, I guess. Their pitching has been pretty great, and their lineup has been okay. It doesn't hit a lot, but they do take a lot of walks, which is interesting. I think the big thing that has kind of uh, been the difference between the Giants meeting expectations for me and falling short, which is what they've done so far, is Joey Bart. I said that Joey Bart was going to be Rookie of the Year for the National League, and so far he's not really a uh, he's not he's not going to win. <laughs> he's just not he's just not having a good season at all. Um, so that's unfortunate. Was hoping he would make a bigger impact with the team this year, but you know it's not over for the Giants. You know they they're again they're above five hundred. They're within striking range for a playoffs for a playoff spot. Yeah, wild card spot. Uh, they're a couple games back from. St. Louis, who looks like they have the third wild card at 50 wins. So, yeah, they're only two games back from that. Cardinals, by the way, I also expected to be a wild card spot. So, that was. That's held up well so far. But then the Padres, I said, would win 85 games. So, they would be well above 500, but they would miss the playoffs. And I don't necessarily want that to happen because I do kind of like the Padres. But unfortunately, it hasn't happened so far. They they are they're kind of back to where they were last year, around this time last year, where they they actually were one of the better teams in the, in the National League, and then just suddenly they had this massive first half collapse. They they haven't been playing well lately. That is one thing. Since June twenty second, uh, they've been what I don't know eight and fifteen. Mm, not looking so great. So hopefully they'll run into this break and, uh, you know, really uh, find find a way to collect themselves, to get themselves back together. Uh, one of the biggest problems on this team, as uh, everyone knows, is, of course, our boy Eric Hosmer. You know, he had such a great start to the season. He did. He was doing so well in the first month when he was hitting like 400 or something. And everyone was like, oh man, it's finally happening. Eric Hosmer, he's, he's, he's finally back. He's finally here. And then just, no, that turned into nothing. That's so sad. <laughs> it's so freaking sad, dude. Um, but yeah, all around, they seem to be all right. They're hitting decently. Maybe, maybe not excellently. But, you know, they've got Machado, who's been fantastic. Uh, Jake Cronenworth is having a big season. If they had Tatis, you know, if, if Tatis comes back, I think that will that will really boost this team and hopefully set them uh, set them apart. Set, set, I don't know why I would, I would say set them apart. I don't even know what that means. But hopefully that would t- take them to the next level, I think. And maybe they can get a pitcher at the deadline. Their, their rotation has been, like, all right. Their rotation has been okay. Yu Darvish is fine. Joe Musgrove has been great. Shamanaya has been fine. Uh, they brought up Mackenzie Gore, who's been okay. And then Blake Snell has been a huge disappointment. I I was not really convinced about Blake Snell, personally. It's just like, whatever. So, I would say they, they should get a pitcher, but then who do they get? It looks like they're running a six-man rotation out there, which is like, all right, it's interesting. And they have Mike Clevenger. So they've got like a seven-man rotation? Seven-man rotation? <laughs> yeah, so the Padres, they've got a lot. They they have a lot to work with. 
I think they'll the, I think they'll be okay. Maybe they will get back into the playoffs this season. I would like to see that personally. And then third place or no, uh, third place we already talked about. I predicted Padres third place. So far it's the Giants third place. I said the Rockies would be in fourth place with 73 wins and so far they are 43 and 50 in, in fourth place. So they haven't had a terrible first half, just very unremarkable. That's just what this team kind of is. They are very unremarkable. Just nothing really to celebrate about them, but also no huge glaring issues aside from maybe their starting rotation, but that's kind of a normal thing for this team. The pitching in general just hasn't been good, but the bats have been all right. They've been hitting pretty decently. CJ Crone is having a great season. So, like, top to bottom, there are, like, no clear bad hitters in this lineup, it doesn't look like. So, yeah. Yes, you can't complain too much. It's just that they're, uh, you know, they're they're the Rockies. They can't really get much pitching done. They can't get great pitching because of uh, where they play. I don't know. Maybe someday that mystery, that puzzle will be solved and... They'll uh, get better or something like that. I don't know, dude. I just I don't think anybody had any expectations for the Rockies, and yeah, I didn't either. They I guess they're so far outperforming my projection, my prediction. But eh, who who really cares? They're still in fourth place, and then fifth place. I said the Diamondbacks would be the last place team in not just the NL West, but in baseball in general. I said that this was going to be a fifty-seven and one hundred five team, and so far they have been. Well above that. They're 40 and 52. Their pitching has actually been pretty decent. Their rotation, they've got four guys in their rotation that have ERAs below four. So it's basically just their number five guy who's a big question mark. Madison Bumgarner has come back. And he's not like amazing, but he's back to being a decent pitcher at the very least, which is all of that they really needed at this point. Zach Gallen and Zach Davies and Merrill Kelly are all having solid seasons. So, yeah, that is really that has really made the Diamondbacks, I guess, a bit of a pleasant surprise. They're still not great. They're still not going anywhere. But, yeah, they are definitely not a 100-loss team like I thought they would. If there is anything that's truly bad about them, it's their lineup. Their lineup is awful. It is absolutely awful. It looks like in their starting lineup... They have uh, two guys that are hitting better than 250. And they're, they're both at 271, Kettle Marte and Josh Rojas. That is it. <laughs> they're collectively batting 223 with a 302 on base. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, they can invest in some bats in the near future. But, yeah, I guess they're they're not as bad as we thought they would be, which is, that's nice, I guess. It's nice to beat expectations, you know? All right, then kind of uh, swirling around, let's go to the American League West. Now, for the American League, I had some pretty bold takes. I had some really bold expectations, and I just I just kind of wanted to be... I kind of wanted, pre- wanted to predict some surprises. I just wanted to go outside the box, I guess. And so, here's one of them. I said that the Mariners were going to win the National League West. <laughs> I said that this team was going to win... The National League West. And man, when we played them back in April, I was convinced. I'm like, th- th- this team is winning. <laughs> this team is winning their division. They're so good. And then immediately after, they just plummeted. They just went on this horrible, awful streak. Uh, or, or not even a streak. It was just this just this long, like, like an entire month where they only won like six or seven games, it looks like. Just awful. Just awful. Then they kind of regrouped and played about 500 ball for the next month or so. And then they went on a 13-game winning streak. No, I'm sorry, 14-game winning streak. They have not lost since July 1st. 
So, the Mariners are back, baby. I was totally right. I am holding on to this prediction. It's holding strong. Let's go, Mariners. Let's go. They are only second place so far because we've got the big, bad Astros in first place. And, man, this is where I, this is where I was very wrong. I said the Astros would be in second with 90 wins. I, I thought that they would be good. I thought that they would be a playoff team. I thought they would get a wild card spot. But, man, it's like you... Every time you think it's over for the Astros, you're like, oh, man, they're they're running out of talent. They're losing guys to free agency. It's got to be the end of their run. They're, they're at the end of their rope, right? You know, you start to think that, and then they just find another guy. He just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, what? What? Who in the world is Jeremy Pena? I've never heard of this guy, and he's rookie of the year so far. What? Actually, that's not true. You know who is Rookie of the Year? Julio Rodriguez! Let's go, Mariners! Woo! But still, who is Jeremy Pena? Where did he come from? Jordan Alvarez is a potential MVP frontrunner so far. Just a designated hitter. Like, like a, a DH winning MVP would be... Insane. It would be freaking crazy. Kyle Tucker is suddenly an amazing player. Where did he come from? Like, 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 what is it with the Astros? Why is Justin Verlander the best pitcher in the league? What, what, why is this happening? Justin Verlander is like a million years old. He shouldn't be this good. What is, what, how is he doing this? He, his career should be over. They, we all said his career was over because he was getting Tommy John surgery. Why is he this good? This makes no sense. Who is Framber Valdez? Where did he come from? It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. How do they just have the best players all the time every single year, dude? Man, I freaking hate the Astros. So, of course, the Astros are winning. They have 59 wins so far. They are one of the best teams in all of baseball. Yay! Looking forward to the Astros making the playoffs once again. So exciting. (sighs) Then in third place, I said the Rangers would finish there with 73 wins. So far, I, I feel like I'm pretty much on the mark. They are 41 and 49 right now in third place. So, uh, yeah, I, I've really liked what Chris Young has done with the Rangers. Our boy, Chris Young, he is the general manager and he, he, he goes out and makes these huge contract signings. He gets Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon because he's like, hey, you know, we've got some talent that's going to be up in the major leagues in a couple of years. Let's just get some really great players who will just stay here for a little while and establish a little culture by the time they get there. And then they go out and they draft Kumar. They draft uh, Brock Porter. Oh, my God, dude. The Rangers are going to be so good in, like, three years. It's th- th- I really like how this team is being run right now. It's It's really exciting. So even though the Rangers were a 100-loss team last year, I did think they would make a pretty significant improvement with the acquisitions that they've made lately. And yeah, that has absolutely been the case so far. So good for the Rangers. Obviously, no one expected them to be like a great team. No one one expected them to be the playoff team or anything. But again, coming off a 100 loss season, you have to respect this. You have to appreciate that the Rangers have improved a lot. So that's pretty cool. And then in fourth place, I predicted the Angels finishing there with 71 wins and 91 losses. And some people were looking at me like I was crazy. Some people were like, no way, dude. They're going to have Trout when he's healthy. They're going to have Rendon when he's healthy. They're going to have MVP Shohei, a full season of him. They just brought back Noah Syndergaard. Well, they didn't bring him back because he wasn't there in the first place. But yeah, Noah Syndergaard, he could potentially be great for them. Like, you're crazy, bro. The Angels are, like, a division favorite right now. No. No, they are not. Just like I said with the Phillies. I said the Phillies are like the Angels. Well, the Angels are like the Phillies. They need so many things to go right for them to be truly good. 
And sure, that happened a little bit for a month or so, and we got to see it. We got to, we got to see the Angels be a top tier American League team when things were looking good for them. But then Rendon got injured again. Trout is injured again. Uh, yeah. Now they have a, a couple of pitchers who have been pulling their weight. Patrick Sandoval is looking like a, a an actually good starting pitcher that the Angels drafted and developed. Well, they didn't draft him. Wait, he's a Houston. He was he was drafted in the eleventh round by the Astros. Where did he come from? Wow, he was traded for Martin Maldonado. Wow, what a great trade, dude. That's amazing. Uh, but Noah Syndergaard has has been. Exactly league average. He has an he has an OPS plus of ninety nine. He has a four ERA, just a flat four ERA. He's been very very okay. It's just once again Shohei carrying the team, Mike Trout carrying the team, and again he's injured for a little bit. They got this guy Taylor Ward who just came out of nowhere and had a a, a huge start to the season. He was I think at one point leading the league in WAR, which is funny because his name is Taylor Ward, but that's about it. They had that guy, Reed Detmers, throw a no-hitter one time. That's like the only noticeable thing he's done. Otherwise, he's an average pitcher. Um, yeah, that's about it. They just don't have any depth. They are not a complete roster. They just have that high-end talent that is carrying them to a few wins. Like, if you remove, like, three or four players from the Angels, they're, like, the worst team in baseball, honestly. And so I, I really did not buy into the hype for the Angels at all. They're improving me right almost perfectly. They did have that hot start. They had that really hot start, but you know what? So did the 2021 Royals. That's what this is. The the 2022 Angels are the 2021 Royals. That's what they are. They're the team that uh you know started off really hot, and people were like, "Wow, look at the, look at them this year." But a lot of other people were like, "No way, no way. I'm not buying that. I don't believe it." And then, sure enough fell apart Ooh, yeah so great job angels like i said back in that predictions episode we would all be better off if they traded shohei and mike trout it's i i I hate seeing them on this team (laughs) i love those i mean i love those two players a lot and look i have a lot of respect for to angels fans they don't deserve this either it's just that organization is just so poorly run that i they deserve to lose as an organization they don't deserve the goodwill of the fans, and they don't deserve the players that they have, the good players that they have. So that's how I feel about them. And then finally, I predicted the Athletics in last place with 63 wins and 99 losses. So far, they are in last place with 32 wins and 61 losses, and it looks like they're getting ready to sell at the deadline getting ready to ship off their best pitchers, notably Frankie Montas, probably on his way out. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're actually underperforming. It looks like they might be well over 100 losses at the end of the season. Congratulations, big whoop. Anyway, let's move on to the Central. All right, um... I owe a lot of people apologies for uh, what I have written down for the Central. This is where I say, you know, I, I, I wanted to predict the surprise. I wanted to predict surprises, and I was thinking of a really, really big surprise that has absolutely, <laughs> completely failed on me. I said the Tigers were going to win the division. <laughs> I said the Tigers would win the division... With 93 wins. Um. <laughs> oh, and, and not only that, not only that. <laughs> I said the, the Cy Young winner would be Casey Mize. <laughs> Who's that with Tommy John this year? <laughs> um. Any Tigers fans listening? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean for this to happen. Look, I don't necessarily want the Tigers to win because they're a divisional rival. Why would I want them to win? But, man, have things just gone completely wrong for them? 
Like, everything they've done has been completely and awfully wrong. I thought their pitching overall would be great. I didn't really see a reason to believe it would be as bad as it is. But it is. Tarek Screwball has been the only guy that they really have. And even then, he's a, he has a 4.11 ERA. He's a 95 ERA+. Plus. This guy that, this guy who's just kind of come out of nowhere, uh, Bo Briesk, a 27th rounder from 2019. Wow. Uh, he's having okay season, slightly below average, but it's his rookie season, so good for him, honestly. That's about it. They're just, they're just pulling out guys from nowhere to put in their rotation because Mize is gone, Matt Manning is gone. Uh, yeah, it's just been, uh, really awful. They've been completely messed up by injuries, it looks like. And then, uh, we thought Spencer, Spencer Torkelson would, uh, have a nice rookie season. Some people probably expected him to be a rookie of the year candidate, and he has been optioned to AAA because he has been hitting so, so poorly. His batting average is 197. His OPS is 577. It's bad. It's it's real bad. Uh, they signed Javi Baez, who look. I'm a, like a lot of people. I did not buy into the hype for Baez. I thought that he was probably the worst shortstop in the free agent market. I thought it was kind of silly that the Tigers signed him, but maybe I could see them making this move to be like yeah, we think we're ready to compete, like, right now, and we can have a couple of really, really strong seasons, which I don't think it's out of the question to say Baez would have a couple of good seasons. Like, I, I kind of expected him to be like, all right, I'm going to have three really good seasons, and then the contract's going to look silly when he, uh, you know, ages a little further into his 30s. So far, I mean, he's 29 right now. So, like, yeah, when he gets to that age 32 season or so, that's probably when it would be like, all right, well, Baez is completely awful right now. Um, well, Baez is completely awful right now in year one of six of that $140 million contract. Oh, man. Oh, man. Did, you, did they mess up on that? But... Again, uh, you know, like a lot of people, I thought it wasn't going to be a good contract, but wow. Wow, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. So, uh, I'm sorry, Tigers. I said you would win the division. I thought you would make this division really exciting. And now you're in fourth place with 37 and 55. How unfortunate. So, second place, um, I said it was going to be the White Sox. With a 91 and 71 record, which some people might have said was crazy just because they thought the White Sox would be better than that. And they're actually a lot worse than that. They are a 500 team at the deadline. Not at the deadline, the All Star break. They are 46 and 46. Uh, yeah, you know, I just never took the White Sox all that seriously. They they certainly have talent, but kind of looking at them last year, it's like last year was supposed to be the year where, you know, everyone was at the peak of their powers and they only got 93 wins. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. And it does look like some of that talent that everyone was so excited about has not really amounted to much. Yuan Moncada has been a very up-and-down player in his career so far. You know, he's had a couple of really good seasons. He's he's had a great 2019, great 2021, bad 2020, bad 2022. He's kind of like the Eric Hosmer for their team. And Eloy, man, everyone was so excited about Eloy, and he did have a really strong debut in 2019, and since then he's done, like, nothing. He's been, he's just, he, he seems to be getting worse and worse at that. Right now he's batting 197 with a 239 on base. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not looking good for some of those guys that they really expected to be, you know, core pieces in the long run. And, uh, their pitching has been a little up and down. They do have some good guys. 
Dylan Cease has been great. Fantastic, actually. He's a Cy Young candidate right there. Michael Kopech has been solid. And Johnny Cueto, they just kind of pulled him out of nowhere, and he's having a really good season. Don't know what that's about, but Lucas Giolito has been really disappointing. Dallas Keuchel, they had to remove because he's so bad. So, yeah. And also, I just really did not like Tony La Russa as a manager, which I know is like a, a common horse to beat in the baseball world. It's like, oh man, Tony La Russa, don't know about that guy, but, I mean... Yeah, Tony La Russa kind of sucks and has really run this clubhouse into the ground. So I think that's what's up with the White Sox. Just poor management and maybe their talent not being as deep as they once thought. So I did give them 91 wins. I did say that they would be a playoff contender, but I didn't expect them to win the division because I just didn't take them all that seriously as a contender, frankly. But I guess it was a I guess predicting the White Sox to win the division was a safer pick than the frickin' Tigers, so I, I guess I can't make myself look too smart. And also, another great... This this whole division, I was just wrong about everything in this division. All right, third place, guess who it is? Guess who, guess who I said would be third in the Central? Guess who I thought would win 84 games this season? Your Kansas City Royals! Woo! Go Royals! Fifth place, 36 and 56. Yay. I, I don't know, man. I just thought we might have some internal improvements on the pitching side. Instead, we went backwards. My apologies for uh, not expecting that. I, I thought some players would be a little better than they are, like Whit Merrifield, like Carlos Santana for most of the season. Uh, I also had, uh, of course, I had Bobby Wood Jr. as the Rookie of the Year candidate, which he's not even having a bad season. Like, I, I mean, I, I was hoping that he would be Rookie of the Year, but I was also thinking, you know what, if we get like a two-war season from Bobby, that will be fine. And that's probably what we're going to get because he is hitting his way into a, a solid season and you know considering that it was a pretty bad season like he was hitting not very well for the first month or so yeah he's he's doing a lot better so i'm i'm fine with him overall it's just you know the rest of the team i thought was going to be a little bit better the lineup has started hitting a lot better it has become quite formidable for the last couple of months or so and hopefully they'll get up those young players to you know, solidify the lineup further. It's just, you know, that, that pitching really needs to come around. So, yeah, expected for 84 wins. Maybe we'll get 74. Hopefully. Uh, anyway, then fourth place, I predicted the Twins with 77 wins and 85 losses. I just wasn't really sure about the Twins because they did have a pretty bad season last year. Some of that was due to injuries. Some of that was just due to some players not really working out very well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It was just re I felt like it was really, really hard to predict the the the, the twins because you know even though that stuff happened last year, they did also change a lot. They they made quite a few acquisitions, lots of signings, lots of trades. And yeah, they, they really retooled themselves and yeah, they're at the top of the division. Not decisively, or at least it shouldn't be decisively. They're only 50 and 43, or sorry, 50 and 44, rather, which is a game, a half a game behind the Brewers, who, you know, we kind of said were a, a kind of weak division. But yeah, I mean. It's it's interesting. They are in first place for now, so I was totally wrong about them, but I, I just wasn't sure about them in general. And then I said Guardians would be last place at 70 and 92. I didn't think they would be, you know, a, a super bad team. I just kind of thought, well, someone has to be at the bottom of the division. And, you know, I, I am being proven wrong, probably mostly thanks to J-Ram having a fantastic season so far. He's looking like he could be an MVP this season the rotation is you know good as it usually is 
it's just that lineup. You know, that lineup isn't doing all that well. You've basically got J-Ram and you got Andres Jimenez. That's about it. Um, nothing else to really uh, speak of. But it's good enough to win 46 games so far. They're 46 and 44, second place in the division, only two games back. So, I don't know. They are... I, I really can't take them seriously as playoff contenders. That's not what they strike me as, but they are playing in a very weak division, so it's possible. The Twins really have to pull away, and I don't know if they're going to do that either, because the Twins themselves, they're a fine team, but there's nothing in particular that really strikes me as like, oh yeah, they're like complete, or or they're really good at this one particular thing. It's just kind of a, they're just, they're just like, all right. Both of these teams are just all right, and then the other three teams in the Central are just completely screwing themselves up. So, yeah, very, very strange division. One that I completely whiffed on. 100%. I had a 0% hit rate in this. And then the American League East. I said the Rays would win the East with 99 wins. They would go 99 and 69. So far, they are 51 and 41. And uh, that's fine. They're not bad. They're they're definitely not bad. I thought maybe Wander Franco would have a better season than he is right now. He's having an okay season, I guess. But we were kind of expecting him to be like the best hitter in baseball already. And I mean, I guess you can't complain too much about that, right? But yeah. But it's just kind of the same usual thing with the Rays. I guess this would have been a safer prediction to say that they would be a good team, but not a dominant team, because they aren't particularly dominant in anything. It's just that they have lots of options. Like, these guys, it's just like they some guy gets injured or goes down, and then they bring someone else up, and he's solid. Like, they don't have a ton of super high-end talent, except, you know, Shane McClanahan, who actually is the best pitcher in the in the AL. I said Justin Verlander was the best pitcher in the AL. That was wrong. No, Shane McClanahan was actually the all-star starter uh, yesterday. So, yeah, he's having an absolutely terrific season. It's, it's just his second season, dude. Like, that's, that's insane. So, yeah, they got that. Wasn't this the dude that, um, I'm just kind of wondering. You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to move on from there. Um... But yeah, I, I thought Wander Franco would be like the the real star of the lineup, and he hasn't been like that so far. But again, it's just it's just the Rays. They're a deep team. They're not a dominant team, but they are just deep with how many different solid contributors they have on their roster. So that's why they are doing pretty well. Second place with fifty one wins. Can't really complain too much about that. I said the Blue Jays would be in second with 95 wins. I thought the Blue Jays, you know, they they come up just short last year and I'm like they're they're going to be hungry. This team, they are absolutely going to you, you know, hold that, you know, one game shy mark and use that as fuel for this season and they are going to go nuts. I thought they would just improve across the board. And in some ways they did because, like, I thought Vladdy would have, you know, he would have, like, an MVP repeat season. Not necessarily happening so far this year, but he is still solid. George Springer is still good, uh, uh, unfortunately, because I don't like him. And then they brought up this new guy, like, out of nowhere, Alejandro Kirk, who is one of the best hitters in baseball. So that's pretty good. Looks like they have a long-term solution at catcher right now. I didn't like the Jose Barrios trade that they made. I just, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. It, this might just be me from the perspective of a Royals fan because the Royals really did hit Barrios a lot throughout his career. So I just never took him all that seriously as a like a great pitcher. So I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong, but I just didn't really see him as like a twenty million dollar pitcher. That's what the Blue Jays gave him long term. Uh, so I didn't really love that, but I did really like the acquisition of Kevin Gosman. I thought that was going to be really good for them. I thought that was uh, probably going to be better than uh, having Robbie Ray, who I'm pretty sure is not having a particularly good season, which doesn't surprise me because that guy was like never good, and then suddenly he's a Cy Young winner. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays bet 
uh, I think they made the right decision uh, by moving on from Ray and getting Gosman because Gosman definitely has some uh, really great metrics and he is having a fantastic season. Overall, their rotation is like solid. Is that it would actually be really good? Well, actually, looking at it, they've got three really really good pitchers and then two not so good pitchers like Alex Mano- Alec Manoa, who again like who who is this guy just. Came out of no. Well, actually, he was an 11th round pick in 2019, so I guess it's not that surprising. I guess they did. I guess he's not literally no one, but yeah, he's having a terrific season. He's a Cy Young candidate. Uh, Kevin Gosman, again, great season. Ross Stripling, uh, so far, great season. It's just Barrios, who's not been particularly great. Uh, well, actually, not great at all. He's been actually bad this this year. But then uh, Yusei Kikuchi, eh, he's been disappointing he's just been generally disappointing throughout his MLB career so far and Hyujin Ryu this was someone who I thought was going to be a lot better I thought he was going to bounce back after a disappointing 2021 so far he hasn't had that happen and he's also injured so yeah they are kind of a a question mark with their pitching but they do have that that core of three really really good pitchers and that's at least been good enough so far however they still have been disappointing they're only 50 and 43 they're only in third place so they are falling short of the mark of where i thought they would be and they uh fired their manager as a result they fired their manager who i don't know i don't know who charlie montoyo is i don't know like what people thought of him but yeah i I guess people just wanted to see him go so we'll see it worked for the phillies you know the phillies got better after they fired their manager maybe that will happen for the for the blue jays maybe that will happen for some other teams down the line i don't know just just a thought just saying anyway third place i would say was going to go to the red Sox. i would say i thought they would be 89 and 73 However, that would not make the pl- the the playoffs. Uh, you would need 90 wins to get into the playoffs with my AL prediction. So the Red Sox would come up just short. And yeah, I just didn't... I don't know. I'm not really convinced about really anyone in their starting rotation being great. Um, really not. <laughs> Although, funny enough, like the, the guy that I was really thinking was not that great was Nathan Eovaldi. And that is the guy that has been really good for them this season. Not like super good, but you know he's been he's been their one good starting pitcher, I guess, except for Michael Waka, who's you know just injured right now. But yeah, I just I I I really question their pitching, which has been okay. Um, like overall, they're okay. Like the Red Sox just seem like a very okay team, just not particularly great at anything. Um, but also not like the Rays, where they're they're very deep. One thing I said was going to be really big for the Red Sox is I really liked the Trevor Story signing that they made. I actually had him as my MVP pick for the AL, which, you know, I didn't think was likely, but I'm like, you know, why not? I'll just take the a, a big surprise pick. I thought, you know, the change of scenery, the hitter-friendly confines of Fenway Park, not that, you know, he, he <laughs> came from a particularly strong pitching uh, park in the first place. But still, I just thought that, you know, Trevor Story would have like a nice rejuvenated career in in Boston. So far, he's actually been really bad. Well, not like really bad, but he's only hitting 221. His on-base is below 300, so... But he he still has a 2.1 war, according to to B-Ref, so it's not a bad season, really. Just, like, kind of alright, I guess. But maybe not living up to the hype that I had for him. But he's alright. I guess that's just the thing. They're just alright... They have a, a couple of really good bats, you know. They they still got they still got Devers, they still got Bogarts, and they have a couple of really good pitchers, or not really good pitchers, but a couple of solid pitchers. They're just, they're just all right. So I guess that's why they're only a little bit above five hundred. Um, they're fourth place so far. So, but I I don't feel like I was too wrong because at the end of the day I still thought they would win. They would miss out on the postseason, and then fourth place. You're probably thinking, wow, you've been talking about all these AL East teams. Isn't there someone really important that you're, like, missing out on? Uh, Yeah, I thought the Yankees would not be this good. I thought the Yankees would be in fourth place with 88 wins. And once again, people were looking at me like I was crazy. Like, you, you, like they were like, you think the Yankees are going to be worse than they were last year, even with all that they have? And I'm like, yes. I, I don't buy into the hype for Garrett Cole. 
And who else do they have in their rotation? James and Tyen? Eh. I don't think IKF is all that great of a hitter. I thought that was a really weird trade that they made. Uh, who else? Joey Gallo? I mean, that one That one I was right on. Joey Gallo wasn't all that good. But still, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't get it. I don't really get where the Yankees are going. I don't I I felt I felt like the lack of any big decisions that they made in the offseason was going to translate into an overall worse team than 2021. And um they're in first place with the 64 wins. They've had like the best first half ever of all of all time. They're on pace for like I don't know 120 wins or something like that. Uh, it, it turns out Nestor Cortez is really good. Turns out Garrett Cole is really good. Uh, turns out Aaron Judge is really good, and DJ is hitting well again. Glaber Torres is good, and it's like everyone is everyone's good. Everyone in their lineup is, except for Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo still sucks, but other than that, everyone else in their lineup is still good. Um, so. This is a little bit awkward, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I underestimated the Yankees. All right, the Yankees are, are better than what I said they would be. So that's about it. Um, yeah, I was wrong about that. Cool. And then moving on to fifth place, of course, everyone said that the the Baltimore Orioles would be the last place team of the... AL East, and I said they would be a 59-103 and team. Well, I was right about them being in fifth place. (laughs) I was a little bit off in my win-loss projections because uh, they are exactly 500. They are 46-46. and So, you know what? Good for them. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with being wrong. I I mean, I only... I didn't even really know what their win-loss total was really going to be. I'm just like, bro, you're you're in a division with a bunch of competitors. Like, I don't I don't know what else to say. So I just kind of said that. I'm I'm just like, yeah, the the, the good teams are going to beat up on the, the on the Orioles. But you know what? They're actually holding their own, and good for them. Would be cool to see the Baltimore Orioles back in contention. Would be cool to see them, you know, go after one of the big teams next year. That would be. Awesome. It seems like ever since Adley Rutschman got called up, this team has just been playing really, really well. Because when did he get called up? He got his debut was uh, May twenty first. May twenty first. That's when they were. Bu- 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 bu. Let me find it. They were. All right. They were sixteen and twenty five. Oh, so they never even had like a particularly bad start. But think about that. They were about ten games below five hundred when Adley got called up, and now they're exactly 500. They did have a really good winning streak. They won like 10 games in a row at one point. But still, Orioles are having a pretty decent season. So good for them. But that's about it. That's about it for what I expected for every team. Some of them I'm, I'm like, oh, I was okay on. Um, some of them I was super dead wrong. So let, let me... Uh, I, I didn't. I don't think I actually said all of my awards, so let me just go through them real quick. I said MVP would be Juan Soto in the National League. Cy Young would be Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. Um, that was another thing I was super dead wrong about because I think he's also out with Tommy John. <laughs> and then Rookie of the Year would be Joey Bart. <laughs> nope. And then MVP in the American League, Trevor Story. <laughs> nope. Cy Young, uh, Casey Mize. <laughs> Awful, and then Rookie of the Year, Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was that bad of a prediction. And then I, I mean, I can't predict the the playoff bat brackets because now we are in a format where teams just get to choose who they get to play. But I thought it was going to be the Dodgers and the Mariners in the World Series. That's right. I thought the Mariners were going to win the entire American League pennant, and this would be the year they make it to the World Series. And you know what? I'm still holding on to it because the Mariners are playing super well right now. They've got the actual Rookie of the Year, potential MVP, Julio Rodriguez. Let's go, Mariners! But I thought the Dodgers were going to win. I thought the Dodgers would just be overall the best team in baseball. So, 
We'll see how that goes. But that's about it for my predictions. And uh, that's about it for this episode. I, I think I've said everything I need to say. On Friday, we're going to talk about the Royals once again. We're going to talk about things that I want the Royals to do in the near future, particularly in the second half of the season. So we'll get we'll talk about it when we get there. Until then, I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I really hope you're having a good one. Stay cool out there. Until then, I'm Lux, and go Royals!